Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on, producer AB? What's what going is- on, Zinger Nation? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, baby. The markets are open after a weekend of no trading, except for Luke, the cryptocurrency market. I'm going to go ahead That's and- That's what I love about crypto. I, I started trading crypto when I was in college in 2013. And the reason why we did was because we were college students. We'd be up at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday still trading crypto. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the beautiful thing about crypto. And Luke, let me real quick. I have the, the heat map pulled up here on Benzinga.com slash cryptocurrency. Um, if you guys are trading crypto and this isn't in your you know bookmarks, top pages you need to add it because not only do you get this heat map that shows you what's going on in the crypto world you also have the top news stories um but luke as we can see this is not pretty for cryptocurrency over the last 24 hours all red um and the major players bitcoin ethereum down more than eight percent so luke the title of this video or this this today's episode of power hour is by the dip question mark question mark question mark and we're not just talking about, you know, the stock market. We're talking about crypto as well. Um, and typically, typically when we're talking about buying the dip, we're talking about, you know, retail investors. But Luke, let me just show you real quick. Let me share my other tab. This is El Salvador's president tweeting about. Yes, I love this. We just bought the dip. Yes. 150 new coins. El and Salvador. It's not the first time he's done that. I believe this is the second time. Somebody yeah. in the chat correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the second time. No, I think like uh, it, it coincided the first time that El Salvador bought crypto. There happened. I don't know if it was related or if there just happened to be kind of a, a crash in Bitcoin. And he they bought uh, the dip then as well. So here we have government officials buying the dip so now my ask out to you zinger nation is are you out there buying the dip today maybe in crypto maybe in the stock market um but yeah i mean i I think this is just awesome luke we're seeing you know real government officials going out and buying the dip all right so let's let's hit the math on this so we have uh let's take forty-four thousand as the average price 700 bitcoins they own so el salvador is up to 31 million dollars of bitcoin not not a small little wallet. What, what? Solar up is saying that wouldn't make me very confident in my government. Um, yeah. Hey, look, Solar up. Seems I, sort of I, rash a little bit. I I would appreciate some sort of uh, you know price average, some some cost averaging in uh, on the way down. I wouldn't want to be just in at a certain price. Um, so I'm sure different El Salvador El Salvadorians. I, I don't know. That, right? I think you got it. All right, we'll we'll, we'll run with it. I'm sure it's very divided how people are feeling about that right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it would be a fun exercise. It would, it would be calculating the, uh, the, the, the price that Bitcoin would need to get to to become the rich, to make El Salvador the richest country in the world. Right. So, like, if, if the US has like, 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 like treasury of XYZ trillion, what does Bitcoin need to get to? That would be a fun game. Maybe we save that one for tomorrow, producer AB. I like that. I think, um, but all right. I mean, let's talk about the buy the dip. All right. So, so you talked about the crypto dip. Uh, I'm not hitting the dip. Uh, my thing that I like to do, I like to look at the crypto stocks. Um, whenever this happens, Coinbase is off 5%. If we pull up our, our Voyager digital, my favorite. Um, 
We're off 8%. Uh, whenever the move in the stocks is lighter than the underlying crypto, I don't typically buy those dips. Whenever the stocks underperform the price of the underlying crypto, that's usually what I'm hopping in. Because the dips are good for these stocks, right? If you look at a Voyager Digital, it's transaction-based revenue. Um, and, and so so when the dip happens, there are more transactions. So, so it's a short-term positive. Is it a long-term positive? Bitcoin sits at 40K? No. We want Bitcoin to go to 100K for, for the sake of the stocks. Uh, but but at least in the short term, when we get some of that vol- volatility, they're, they're a little bit of a positive for the stocks. The stocks do have diversified revenue streams outside of just the price of a Bitcoin. Um, and so that's how I'm typically have been trading these stocks is whenever they underperform the, the price of the underlying crypto on, on these sell-off days, that's when I've been hitting them. Today is not that day. Yeah, I mean... Look, look, I, I think you said it well that that this could be a short term bull case for Voyager, that there are more transactions as the coins are slipping. Um, but I think overall, the markets care more about, you know, what what does the news mean for the long term? Like, um, you know, what guidance can be expected to change? So if we continue to see a lot of um, downward movement in different cryptos, I think the market's theory is there will be less people wanting to trade crypto on voyager so if we can continue to see you know the coins crashing bad for voyager in the long run even if in the short term um people are going out and and yeah we want 100k in the next few months but all right ronald is jumping the gun here uh who's buying the dip today all right here's a one-year chart of spy that we have up on the screen daily candles spy is off a little more than two percent um, I, I, I zoomed this out to take a look at when was the last time that we've had a 2% spy day. I don't know if anybody knows that off the top of my head of their head, or if they have a data source that, that will point them in that direction. Uh, but, but per my quick visual check on this chart, I don't recall the last time that we would have had a, a, a negative 2% spy day. I mean, it doesn't look like we've had one again. This is very, very, uh, imprecise me looking at it visually. So, so I'm curious if anybody else knows that. Uh, if we go over to IWM, that that's the ETF that tracks the Russell 2000, the small cap stocks, an, another big red day. The thing that's nice for IWM, it's sort of nice. It's been going sideways for six months. So at least we have like a pretty clearly defined level of support down here. Um, but 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 who is buying the dip? I, I see Emperor in the chat saying that, that he's hedged. He's staying in, but hedged. Um, but if you are specifically going out today and buying the dip, drop the one. If, if, if you're just sitting on your hands, hit the two. I'm just sitting on my hands today, producer AB. I know that the buy the dip has, has worked for the past two years. I've been a buy the dipper for the past two years. Today is a hands day for me. Yeah, Luke, I agree. I mean, I think that we're going to see throughout the rest of this week, is this a you know trend of a new market? Are we going to see us enter you know, kind of a bear market, or is this just a, a bad day? And then tomorrow we're going to, um, you know, see a rebound. So I, Daniel, shout out Daniel in the chat. He's saying turnaround Tuesday. He's banking on a green day tomorrow. I, I, I don't know, Luke, I just got to wait and see. I want to see some strength come back in the market before I start going long again. Yes, um, and shout out to born to be in MW. Those are the two brave chatters who are buying the dip. Everybody else is a two. Everybody else is like me sitting on their hands today, not making a move. Those are the two brave ones, probably looking at the history, seeing, hey, it's worked for two years straight. They're going to go ahead and, and hit the dip today. 
Yeah, and let us know in the chat, are are you in any short positions right now? Like, were you in any short positions going into the day? If so, um, you know, what were those positions? How are they working out for you today? I know a lot of people have talking about, um, you know, playing VIX, you know, buying some VIX calls or things like that to try to, to, try to get out in front of this uncertainty. Um, but, you know, I'm personally not in anything short or anything like that that's hedging my portfolio. So, um, you know, bad day for me overall. All right, producer AB. Um, and then what about China? Will you, will you give us the lowdown on the China story for anybody who isn't aware? And I'm going to yeah. pull up FXI. That, that's Foxtrot X-Ray India. That's the ETF that, that tracks uh, Chinese stocks. That's off about 4% today. Yeah, so essentially, Luke, um, Evergrande is China's second largest uh, real estate company. And Evergrande has accumulated a lot, I want to say almost $2 trillion worth of debt over the past 10 years. And there's just a lot of fear that, um, you know, this company blowing up or, or filing for bankruptcy could be very bad for the Chinese economy as a whole. Basically, they hold a lot of real estate. And then if they, if they have to liquidate it as a part of bankruptcy, it would just flood the market. Is that the idea? Exactly. So it'd be like if a uh, BlackRock or, you know, one of our biggest real estate companies had to, uh, you know, liquidate assets and thus, you know, messing up the the markets. And so basically all Chinese stocks are getting crushed today. I know Baba is down about 5%. Um, someone in the chat, let me scroll up and find it. Let's see. Zippity Duda saying Baba breaking down new PNF target of 131. Um, so Zippity, let us know if you're playing Baba, like if you're buying puts, trying to watch it go down from, I think it's around 150 right now, down to 131, or let us know how you came up with that, um, target of 131. Um, uh, because I do think that there will be some, some good value in some of these Chinese names if they continue to get crushed. Uh, but I've been saying that and the stocks have continued to get crushed. So I'm kind of just staying away from Chinese stocks at the moment. Okay. All right. So, so, so that's the move there. Um, and, and you know what it might be time for? I might be a buy the dipper today. What do you see on the screen, AB? I see DD Global Inc. This is, of course, China's, um, Uber-esque company down about 7% today. Baba, like we mentioned, down five and a half percent. Um, and you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I still like Baba is just such a massive company. They make so much money that I think at, at some point we're going to get to a point where Baba is low enough that it becomes a very enticing investment, not just for retail traders like us, Luke, but for institutions as well. They're going to say, hey, wait a second. This company makes, you know, a hundred billion dollars a year. And this stock has uh, depreciated by more than 50 percent over the last 60 or six months or so. And, you know, not now, not yet, but I think when some of this fear subsides, we will see institutions get into, uh, you know, Baba. And I, I want to see that coming back up to the $200 range. All right. So D does 41 million transactions a day. China's population, 1.4 billion. All right. They're doing 41 million transactions a day. Oh, I, I totally did that backwards. All right. So you need 41 million transactions per day. Divided by the population of 1.4 billion. Okay, so that's 3% of the Chinese population is using DD every day on average. 
I mean, that's substantial. The company's not going anywhere. Well, I want to see what the sales are. The other thing, and we talked about this a minute ago, Luke, is that, you know, we talked about it in regards to the Voyager short-term versus long-term. That Investors are almost always, and when I say investors, I'm talking about institutions, I'm talking about what moves the markets, um, are almost always more concerned with like the long-term outlook rather than news in the short-term. Um, you know, so if there's news out there, like what came out with Apple and, and the App Store fees that might hurt the revenue over a long period of time, so news like that will move stocks and move markets. Um, but something that China recently announced that I think actually does have, uh, you know, long-term guidance impact on Chinese names is, uh, Luke, China announced that they are not going to enforce the, you know, two-child rule or whatever. So I think it, and part of what they're doing is they're trying to encourage people to have more kids um, and thus making more consumers, more, uh, you know, driving the economy further if you have a wider base of, of young people that are spending money. So maybe right now, while China assets are getting absolutely crushed, people are overlooking that. that Dude, that this, the, the stock is trading at an a EV of two. EV to EV to have two. Hey, I mean, if you look at Baba's financials, it looks like a freaking steal right now, too. But I don't think a lot of investors are seeing it that way. All right, guys. DD is the Uber of China. Stock has gotten hammed since it IPO'd. We'll zoom out. Here's one-year chart, daily candles. Stock reached a high of 18 bucks on the day it debuted as a public company, down below $8 now. I did try to hit this thing long with calls amid this volatility here. So somewhere around here. Those calls expired worthless. It was a waste of money. Um, it may be time to shoot it again. Um, Solar up saying AB lose the candy. I'm not quite sure what that means. Solar up, if you don't mind uh, elaborating on that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's yeah, one he's thing. saying. Don't divide. You know, don't forget to to divide the government crackdowns. But all right, if anybody likes DD Long, give me the one. If not, give me the two. Basically, the thesis would be the stock has gotten hammered. For items which are outside of its control, it's been, you know, ne negative Chinese headlines. Uh, it had like like the App Store thing, which it's since resolved. Um, you know, today we have the China real estate item. You know, 3% of the Chinese population is using DD every single day. Uh, the, the company reports 25% of the Chinese population uses D has used DD over the past year. Um, so, 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 you know, one of you would hit it long. Two, if you'd go short, I want to see our dad on that thing, and I'll let the crowd decide for me. That might be be my one buy the dip today. I like it, Luke. I mean, I think anytime there's a lot of fear, it makes for good buying opportunities. You just have to be fearless and get in there when everyone else is scared. Um, shout out, born to be born to be free in the chat, saying India is the market. China um, gives out fake news. I do think there are a lot of good opportunities in India too. I've been looking at just some kind of like India economy ETFs. Um, because India's economy is actually growing at a faster rate right now, or at least pre-COVID pandemic than China's was. Um, so I think out of all the emerging markets, India does look very interesting as well. The crowd is sort of mixed on DD. It's definitely bearish. But it's just uh, at least some positivity in there. All right, we'll let it sit. Mixed we, bag. We, we we have a hot guest to bring on, producer AB. The first time he came on this show, he called a stock, and the stock ran like sixty percent. 
the next day. Yeah, Corey in the chat saying, what's up with SMSI? I'm glad you asked, Corey, because we have a guy, uh, Ben, who's going to come on from, from Story Investing and give us, or sorry, Story Trading, that's going to give us some more insight on SMSI as well as some other stocks he picked out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Ben on. Ben, how we doing? Good. How you doing? A uh, lot of, lot of action. A lot of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, guys. So if, if you're new here, maybe you haven't seen Ben on the show before. Um, ben is from Story Trading. You can go follow him on Twitter. I'll also, drop the website in the chat. Um, ben, before we start getting into the tickers, can you just give us the kind of lowdown on Story Trading? What the mission is there? Uh, yeah, sure. Story trading. Uh, the ultimate goal is to explain market price action, to discover the story behind the trade. And the premise behind that is that there's reasons for why stocks move up and down. And through crowdsource collaboration uh, and uh, social networking in our community, we can identify those catalysts that cause stocks to go up or down, thereby giving people a better understanding of the behavior of the stock, the investor expectations behind the stock. Um, and then you can make better trading and investing decisions. So right now we collaborate as a community on WhatsApp and on Zoom, and we have our own app that we're building on iOS and Android coming out very soon. Uh, you could go to our website and sign up for the wait list for that app. Beautiful. Right, and, and wait, wait, before you get into it, producer AB with the stocks, um, Ben, read, recount the story of your first time that you came on the show. So you dropped <laughs> a symbol and then that thing ran. I did. I dropped the symbol. It was around $5.50. It was AIR, A-E-H-R. A-E-H-R, okay. Yeah, that was a stock I've owned for two or three years, and I identified an inflection point in the stock a couple weeks earlier uh, with my colleague Ashley Day in our VIP meetings that we have on Sunday nights. Um, I got in in a big way at around $2.70. By the time I got on Benzinga, it was around $5.50. And that afternoon, it ran to like nine plus dollars in after hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, so it must have been, which day would it have been? It would have been like around here or something then when you were. Uh, no, it was that big green candle there. This one? No, keep going. And further back. Oh, it was this that, one. Yeah, that was the day. Oh, baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, right. and Ben, you kind of no. made it. You kind of made it tough on yourself because that's yeah. hard to follow up. And now our audience sees you, yeah. and they expect the sixty to one hundred percent runners. I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe just next time. <laughs> Start start us out with like a 10, 20 percent runner, so you don't have to exactly, you yeah. know try to follow it, follow up the hundred percent runner. Yeah, yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> so yeah, I got a, I got a lot to talk about. First, I just want to mention the, the before we get into air, uh, I want to acknowledge what's going on in the market um, on Spy, on the Qs, on IWM. There's a lot of important moving averages being breached. Um, 50-day moving averages in particular across the board pretty much. Uh, It's something that uh, we've been here before, and it doesn't necessarily mean we we dive down to the 200-day moving average, but it is a risk. It it is something people worry about. I'm personally not doing much about it because I've been trading for over 20 years, and on many, many occasions, I've been able to time, time the top or time getting out just in time when there's a crash, but I never get back in on the reversal. 
And looking back months later, I'm like, I would have been better off if I never made a move. So that's been my experience. So I haven't made many moves today, except I did raise a little bit of cash with a firm. That was just a, a, a trade I made when they got the Amazon deal. Um, so I was up on that, raised a little bit of cash in pre-market. And I added to a VIP stock, a story trading VIP stock called QC Copper and Gold. Uh, QCCUF. I've never mentioned it uh, on here before, but we have wait, videos wait, so on it. QCCUF. Wait, is this right? Yeah. 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 QCCUF. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's up about 30%. Well, right at this moment, 22%. Yeah. So that's a VIP pick. I've held it for, for months. They had significant, significant news today. I think this could be a five to 10 bagger. So I've, I added this morning. I'm still on the bid, actually. I'm trying to buy more. Um, but uh, so that that that's all the moves I made today so far. Sold a little firm, buying more QC. And when you're ready, I can get into some of my prepared slides. I'll give you an update on air and some other stocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you, you want to hear it, if you want to go let's ahead and share the update on air, uh, and then let's rip into the new stocks. How's that? If you want to go ahead and share your screen, we'll get it pulled up. Um, real quick, one thing I like to do on days like this where spies down, you know, almost two percent or two percent at this point. I like to look around and see kind of which stocks are are down more than the market and which stocks are down less or even up. Um, because I think while the markets are getting crushed, when you do see those one or two stocks that are green, that's a good sign that just shows you s- some are cyclical assets like gold might be doing well today or, or you know things like that. But outside of that, if say, um, I don't know if there are any big name stocks that are actually like up today, but say like Amazon is down only... Well, here, I'll check for you, producer. Oh, no, hey, guys, if you're wondering what tool I'm using, uh, this is the movers widget in Benzinga Pro. Okay, you go to Benzinga Pro, P-R-O.com, two-week free trial. Okay, totally free. You can follow along. Uh, I'll even put the link in the chat. Make it easy for everyone. Um, but AB, here are all the stocks over, there's 300 million market cap. If you want big stocks, we'll move it to 10 billion plus market cap. These These are the large cap stocks that are up today. Um, AstraZeneca, a lot of energy stocks, it looks like. Yeah, I'm seeing American Airlines in there. So so there are some stocks that, you know, could just be up from... Wait, where you do know, you see American Airlines? Oh, right there. AAL. Up wow, about it's a- the only airline in the group. I know. So that's showing me that there's some... So Air, American Airlines is showing some relative strength, not only against the market, but also against its industry, against airlines. Um, so... Things like that, I, I kind of like to add to my watch list on days and saying, hey, like American Airlines might be strong throughout the week. Um, you know, maybe airlines in general right now are, are performing better than the market. So I think even on down down days like this, there are always opportunities. You have to be a little bit, um, you know, I guess less r- risk averse if you're worried about like an overall market correction that could still hurt some of these names. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just something that I like to do is kind of add stocks to my watch list that are performing better than the market or better than than their relative peers. Yeah. And here I'll call out one more thing. Uh, I know we're trying to get to AEHR, but but I, just while I'm seeing it. So 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 if we look at a lot of these stocks that are up today, see, notice that there's a lot of energy names uh, that, that that are trading higher today. There, there's a, a handful of them in there. USO that that's the ETF that tracks the price of oil is actually down. So, so, so the oil futures are actually down in price. What, what that suggests at a first glance to me is that there's some rotation into those energy stocks. Um, you know, it might, it might be dollars that are ro- rotating out of like your, your triple Q stocks, uh, you know, tech heavy index into 
so some of the some of the energy names. Two point seven percent now, man. That's, yeah, that's, we that's a big move. Two point seven percent, and we're at the low of the day. Wow. And we, we're just sitting at that low. We typically see that, Luke, when there's market weakness that, um, you know, money flows into the value stocks, into the stocks that are, you know, currently making a lot of money compared to the, the more speculative assets like your, you know, big tech companies that are looked at as more growth opportunities. Um, but yeah, Ben, without further ado, let's get to AEHR. Um, I, I know we've got a lot to kind of run through, but we, we've got some extra time today. Okay, great. Let me know when that. Screen is up. Great. Yeah. Quick disclaimer I got to do. Story trading is not an investment advisor. Investing in securities involves significant risk of loss. We talked about what story trading is. So there, there it is. There's a chart. Uh, we're looking at fundamentals, catalyst, sentiment, and technicals to do this. Uh, this is what I presented. It was $5.60 at the Benzinga. And look what happened since. It consolidated and it kept on running. It hit $12 right now. It's $10.89. So let's find out what's going on. And, and, I- and sorry, 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 Ben, but before you really get into it, can you just give us some background as to what the company is, what it does, how it makes money? Sure. They test uh, semiconductor chips uh, that are used uh, in... In this case, silicon carbide is where most of their business comes from. These are chips that are primarily right now being used in electric vehicles. Uh, Tesla is probably, from everything we can glean, the uh, the end customer for most of their business right now. Uh, so they sell their testing equipment to a manufacturer, a semiconductor manufacturer called OnSemi. <clears throat> and then uh, those chips make their way over to Tesla for EV, but uh, their technology can be used in many, many other industries that have a lot of other things going on that could help explode the stock even further. But just the EV alone and the silicon carbide uh, testing of those chips um, alone is is something that could continue to be a very strong tailwind for the stock. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Keep going. Okay, great. So I just want to review what, what happened here when it got from 270 to 560. So uh, um, quickly, uh, when I presented last time, that's 17.4 million orders in six weeks. And uh, this was a real inflection point for the company because it signified that they're going to be getting recurring transactions because they're testing technology of these chips in the past were only used for sampling. So Apple was one of their big customers, It was, but it was used for sampling to verify that their production uh, uh, was going well, and it was. So they didn't need to test every single chip coming out of the uh, system. But with electric vehicles, the chips, the silicon carbide chips, a lot more sensitive. Uh, testing a sample is not enough. You have to test each and every single one and burn them in, basically, uh, get the ones that are not good, get it out of the system. Uh, otherwise, the EV cars can kind of stop in the middle. So the inflection was recognizing that this is this is going to be a recurring order. So look what happened since, though, since uh, I presented to you guys last. They got another, they had 17.4 million orders. They got another 23.6 million orders in just two weeks. It started with a, a 3 million EV order. Um the impact is, is wrong on there. I started with a 3 million order. Uh, then August 31st, 1.2 million order for a separate use case, silicon photonics, which is something that can be huge. It could be related potentially to the Apple Watch coming out in a couple of years. We'll talk about that. Um, and then they got the biggest order in company history a week after that, 19.4 million orders. Significantly in that press release, they talk about 
uh, use in also electric storage and solar power conversion, which makes it even more clear the end customer here is Tesla. And you can see that the impact on the stock price is 583, 691, 839. This is before the news came out. Now we're again, we're at 1090. This week, we have a catalyst. We have earnings Thursday after the close. Um, I don't know what the market's doing, but the stock is holding up well. It's only down 2% after the stock is like over tripled in the last two months. That's amazing. I think we could see a lot of strength today going into earnings on Thursday. We can maybe see an earnings anticipation run. Um, one thing I want to caution people, the numbers won't be on the top line in this report. They just did this 19.4 million was after, you know, after that quarter closed. So some people just be careful. Don't expect like, 20 million quarterly number. It doesn't happen like that, right? Uh, but nonetheless, people can be anticipating great Carter. The stock might run up. Uh, I'm going to be looking at backlog and guidance to, to figure out what I do on, um, you know, with the report. Initially, when I went on, I told you guys I'd be looking. I, I First of all, I did say 50 to to $100 in two to three years. I think that's still on the table. Uh, as far as trading, I said I was looking to take some off the table in the $9 plus range. Well, with all this news that happened, I, I really haven't done that. Uh, and my new target to take some off the table is in the teens. Um, I had to take off a small amount uh, because I had calls that were expiring and uh, I had a little bit of a margin thing I had to take care of. So I did sell a very small amount, but I still have over 90% of my position. And at this point, I'm still holding. Yeah, I mean, I, I know since you've been on the first time, we've had a lot of chat interest about AHR, even on days where, you know, you're not on people in the chat are still asking about it. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, right here, we're just waiting for that, that next big catalyst. If, if AHR announces that Tesla is a partner, I think we'll see that stock run. I, don't, I mean, do you have any opinions? I yeah, that that's not going to be announced because they're not the direct customer, they're the, they're the end customer. Uh, so they, they they sell this their product to the semiconductor manufacturers, uh, you know, not to Tesla directly. In fact, it's possible they have more than Tesla. They may have multiple EV customers already right now. So that's not something that's going to be announced. Okay, yeah, thank you for that clarification because I was thinking if we do get that announcement that Tesla is a you know a partner that we'll we'll see that stock run even more. Um, but like we were talking about uh, earlier, I mean AHR is showing. You know, it's not down as much as maybe some others in the EV market today. Um, the chart's actually looking pretty good on the, on the one-day chart. So, Yeah, it's strong. It's strong because of earnings this week, I think. Uh, and here's, here's the uh, chart here. 17.4 million in six weeks, followed by 23.6 million in, in two weeks. There is one sentiment issue that people uh, should be aware of. September 4th, they filed a shelf. Uh, for up to $75 million in, in, in offerings. Now, at the time when that happened, uh, I was actually very bullish about that uh, because I know their financial situation. It's pretty good. They get paid 30% cash up front. This is not you know, uh, something out of desperation. Uh, I predicted that they filed that because good news was coming. And like the next day, they announced a $19.4 million. Um, so they're only going to sell stock if the stock is, you know, really inflated. And they were just preparing for that because they knew the good orders were coming. That was followed up with a couple of days ago. Uh, at, as part of the 75 million, they filed a 25 million ATM. Uh, they haven't sold any yet. Again, I think this is a signal that they know good news is coming and they want to be in a position to take advantage of very high prices to uh, just shore up their balance sheet a little bit. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times people have kind of obviously 
uh, negative reactions to any time a company raises money, but it doesn't always necessarily mean it's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, and, and there you go. I have a point here. There are raises you need to survive, which are bad raises that can impact the stock badly, and raises that you want for growth, which is a good thing. And this is the latter. Yep, and we've seen a bunch of uh, you know really strong companies, you know, do offerings for for that reason to grow rather than out of necessity. So um, definitely not you know something that's a deal breaker for me at least. Um, let me see. Let us know in the chat if you have any questions about AHR. I'm sure Ben can. Um, you know, either answer them or at least direct you toward the info that you need to answer those questions. Um, do we have more on AHR, Ben, or are we we're getting? I uh, know that's all I got. So you let me know when you're ready to move on. Yeah, sounds good. I just want to give the chat one second to see if we have uh, any questions fly in. If not, we will we'll move on to the next one. All right. So. Um, we did present a couple other stocks at Benzinga, and I'm all about accountability. I'm not going to put a stock out there and forget about it uh, if it does poorly. So there were three other stocks we mentioned. Um, SMSI uh, has performed poorly. It was 560 or 570-ish, I think. I don't know exactly what it was at the time I presented on July 26. It, it's now, before today, 470. Uh, if you recall, I was waiting for a big announcement with uh, T-Mobile or Verizon. That hasn't happened. It, it seems fundamentally all those things are still happening, but the PR is not happening. And, and you know that's something that uh, they don't have total control over. It's based on when the carriers decide to PR it. So that's why it didn't happen. I lost a great amount of money on calls on that. So I, so I missed that. I still own the common shares. Um, fundamentally, the story is intact. Uh, just you know, not playing any calls on that anymore because the timing of the PR is kind of unknown. Got it. Yeah, and we appreciate the uh, the accountability. You're setting a, a bad example for me though, because then anytime that I get a stock that <laughs> doesn't perform well, I gotta go back to it and and own up to it. Um, you know, so let me know in the chat which which stocks that I, I need to be accountable with and, and go back and revisit. Um, Definitely Baba for me recently. I, I oh, Kathy's asking, did she miss AEH? I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about AEHR. Kathy, we just talked about AHR. If you rewind about 10 minutes, you'll see us um, give the lowdown and break down with what the re most recent news is on AHR. Um, all right, Ben. Well, so we got SMSI. Yeah. What else is on the docket? Uh, we today? also presented a VTSI. It's a riot. Uh, play police training. I don't, I don't know if you remember that, but we did present that. It's done very well. It was 726 when we presented it. Before today, it was 896. I think it's down with the market today, 853, but it's still up. They've had a, a couple orders keep flowing in since we presented to you. I still own it. I actually have some also deep in the money calls. So I'm very happy with how that's holding up. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think this is this is one in an industry that um, has, of course, long been dominated by, you know, just one name or two names. Uh, Taser comes to mind. But I think yep. as as we see, you know, real we see companies spending money trying to fix this problem that, uh, you know, obviously there's a demand out there to fix. As far as police brutality, there will be a lot of other players that become, um, you know, sound investments. So this is one that definitely. Um, you know, could be good for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. I really do like this one for the long term. Uh, another one which I'm very bullish on, I have a relatively large position, is Dario Health. Um, this has been basically parroting the, uh, uh, copying the Teladoc chart. Teladoc's like the bellwether for this uh, industry and all the, all the digital health plays are following that stock. 
Um, that's been up 16% since the presentation before, whatever it's doing today. It may be down today. Yeah, oh, it is down 8% today, but it's probably still up since I presented it. So here we're waiting for game-changing news of an insurer. I still believe that that news is coming, and when it comes, the stock will quickly <coughs> reflate to $20 plus. I spoke to the CEO last week. He said no changes uh, you know, in his guidance. He still says it's imminent that these insurer deals are going to be coming. So I'm very excited about that, and I still own it. I think it's going to pay off as just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, you know, this one is definitely one that we've been seeing in the chat a lot watching this one as well. Kind of similar, similar things to, uh, about the police, the police brutality market is just, it's a very growing industry, right? You have, um, uh, you know, digital health teledoc, as you mentioned, kind of, uh, DRAO is kind of tracking teledoc, but I think as we see more and more digital health evolve, we'll see a lot of names kind of become good investments. Um, I'm seeing David Miller in the chat saying AHR just went green. Um, when we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, I pointed that out that the, the chart actually looked good today, especially compared to to everything else out there. So definitely some strength in AEHR right now. And that, that's exciting. When you get a stock that's green on a red day like this, sometimes they can squeeze. I'm not saying it's going to squeeze at all. I'm not saying that. There's not a huge short position in AHR. But sometimes you can get unbelievably great performance in stocks that stand out because all the traders are looking for what's green, and they may all pile into a green stock. So I wouldn't complain if that happened today. <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, you know squeezes, so I, I, I was watching it earlier, Smile Direct Club opened up yeah. and, and went up uh, uh you know a bunch i think about like four percent which actually isn't that much but compared to everything else today seeing a stock that was up four percent was you know looked like it's doing pretty well um and since then the stock's been trading down trading down more than 11 percent from its highs currently at 646 so a lot of people kind of chatting about smile direct club on different forums reddit twitter you have it Smile Direct Club picking up a lot of interest from retail traders. So that is one that is yeah. going to be on my watch list for the week. I've been tracking that. Uh, Reddit is excited about it. A huge short position. I think they're artificially trying to generate something. I don't love plays like that. I don't believe there's any recent fundamental news justifying it, although I didn't do the full research on it. But um, I, I just think there's stocks out there. They just target with very high short positions. They go in there. They try to generate gamma squeezes by buying a bunch of calls. I think that's what they're trying to do with SDC. Yeah, I mean, and I mentioned this before on the show that I think with some certain stocks like this, like, all right, you have to keep a couple things in mind. A, there's a reason certain stocks have such a high short interest. And a lot of times it's because there are fundamental problems in the in the company that people are identifying and going out and saying, hey, this makes for a good short because X, Y, and Z, you know, for whatever reason it is. Um, but I, I've said it before that I think with stocks, you know, like Smile Direct Club or like Wish that may have problems with the company, but that could be candidates for a short squeeze. I don't hate the idea of taking some money maybe, uh, you know, for me, like I'll, I'll take like $500 and just buy some calls that I know like, hey, look, there's a good chance these calls expire worthless. But if, the, if this comes to fruition and this stock does run, then my $500 calls are worth, you know, $2,500 or, you know, five times the amount. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if you keep your, your risk very limited, you know, like, okay, this is a finite amount of money I can lose on these calls and I, I'm willing to take that risk on that it's not a bad way to play some of these like very speculative um, squeeze opportunities. Sure, absolutely. 
Um, all right, so I got a few more quick ones. I know we're running short on time, but uh, I've had we've had every Sunday night we have presentations at Story Trading. Sometimes there's new stocks, sometimes there aren't. When there, there's a new stock, we track it as a VIP pick. So we've had three new stocks presented uh, since uh, we're with you. First one I'm point out is GMER. It's an NFT gaming stock. I'm excited about this because I know NFT is really hot. I never got into anything NFT, but the presentation by our colleague Michael Michael Cook was really good, strong presentation. I got in. The stock's up 20%, 28% since it was presented. I own the stock. Let me just run through these, and then if there's questions, we can get into it. Another one that was presented by a, a strong presenter in our community, Aaron Warwick, is Infu Systems, INFU. Very strong fundamental story. We're tracking on our website as a VIP pick. It's down 10% since the presentation. I don't own this one. Uh, then Rockley. This is interesting. This is we got to take a minute here. Rockley is a stock that was uncovered during the research on air test systems. So uh, Ashley Day, who presented uh, to our community, air test systems, um, he found Rockley. This was a SPAC that was originally SC Health. Now, Rockley has these silicon photonic chips they work with, which Air has a testing solution for. And Apple has been working with Rockley. Apple's given $70 million so far to Rockley to generate these uh, chips, which have lasers on them that allow, uh, they have health sensors with lasers. They can do continuous glucose monitoring, heart rate, pulse ox, things like that. So this is like really the next generation in terms of uh, med tech and digital home monitoring. And uh, this is for the 2023 Apple Watch, I believe, that's being developed. Uh, market cap's only a billion dollars. I think that's so cheap if this comes to fruition. It's been extremely volatile. I own it. I've also been shorting the puts because the premiums are so high uh, because of the high volatility. But this is just an exciting stock. You know, we talked about digital health, Teladoc and Dario. And I've always had this vision of the future of, you know, it's, if you're a Star Trek fan, they had these tricorders, right? You go into the, the medical bay and, the, you know, they put this tricorder of your body. And I, I've always been excited for that future. And, and I feel like this is a big step towards that, this Apple Watch that's coming from Rockley. And, and if this continues, if there's no holdups here and this comes out in 2023, I, I'm thinking Rockley can be a 1020 bagger. So I'm long Rockley and, and excited about the association with Air because Air might be in a position to test these special chips coming out of, uh, of, of Rockley that's going to Apple. Yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, this play. I think that a lot of, I think that's what we're going to see in the new developments in Apple Watches and in wearable tech is, um, you know, just more health insights. And I think, you know, obviously the global pandemic has, uh, you know, created an even even bigger demand for this. Because I know Apple Watch, you know, right now people were talking about like, oh, with COVID, like how great it would be if you could see your, um, you know, like oxygen levels, you, you know, and all that data that in the future we will have on our wrists. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Very much so. I think this is a stock. I'll take a, I guess, what's the downside risk? I don't know. Apple says it's not working out. We're just going to cancel a contract. I guess there's a chance of that. But so far, based on all the data I'm seeing coming out of the company, it, you know, it looks good. So if this, if this proceeds, I can't imagine this not being a 20, 30, $40 billion company. Um, so I'm just going to diamond hand this one, honestly. Yeah, and I'm looking at the chart right now. It looks like after the uh, SPAC was announced, uh, the stock ran up to about $16 and since trading lower, currently at $8.64. Um, but kind of like AHR, it's, it's actually green on the day, 
which we haven't seen a lot of stocks that are green on the day. So um, could be showing some some strength right now. Adding this to the watch list for sure, Ben, R-K-L-Y. Why do you think, do you think it's just cheaper for Apple to kind of be outsourcing this rather than trying to develop this tech in-house? Develop their own semiconductor chips. I mean, that's a huge industry. You're, you're talking about, I, I, Rockley's outsourcing this to Fab, you know, I'm not sure which one, but like what you want to be Intel on semi, Tower Sem, you know, Tower Sem, TSEM, uh, that's a trillion dollar market cap right there. So maybe one day they'll make their own chips, uh, you know, but for now they are uh, relying on Rockley. Okay. So Rockley makes actual chips that, you know, empowers these uh, lasers and what, well, Rockley you're saying is outsourcing the, the actual chip actual making to a company. Yeah. But they have all the patents. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, yeah. you know, TSM or, or AMD or someone like that. Something is like actually... that. I'm not sure who they're using. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Roy in the chat saying, do your research on CRISPR chips. These chips will help diagnose and cure chronic cool. illnesses using DNA editing. Um, I don't know if you have any insight on CRISPR. I've heard a lot about it. It seems fascinating. I haven't researched it, but definitely something I'd like to look into. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. Ben, do you have any other stocks on the radar um, for today? Yeah, I just want to mention, first of all, these VIP picks, we've had 53 of them since May 2020. that were dramatically outperforming the market. It's an average of 49% return over a 245-day holding period, which is 73% annualized. You can see that performance at storytrading.com slash performance. Uh, quickly, I, I want to mention a couple other VIP picks that are doing well today. I did mention <coughs> QCCUF. Uh, doing great. It's actually because of this, my trading account is up today, believe it or not, uh, just because of the move on QCCU, uh, QC Copper and Gold. There's one more I forgot to put a bullet on here, which is TPCS, another VIP pick, which is a highly popular stock in our community. Uh, perhaps we'll do a dedicated presentation on TPCS. They just had a major technical uh, event Friday. They broke out to a new multi-year high above $1.75. I bought shares on the breakout Friday, and it's holding up today um, at $1.75 in this kind of market. I love the chart. I'm excited about that. I think just technically this can go to 2 plus in the very, very short term. So uh, maybe we'll come back and do some updates on, on one of these uh, picks at some point. Got it. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, I don't know if you have a minute, Ben, but we are getting some questions in the chat. Sure. Um, G Massick is asking about AMD. I don't know what your thoughts on are kind of, uh, you know, the whole semiconductor industry as a large. Yeah, honestly, I don't know a lot about AMD. Uh, I, I don't do a lot of research on big caps. Uh, sometimes I'll invest in, in big cap stocks uh, uh, just because I like the industry and the TAM. But specifically, like research wise, I don't know anything specific about AMD uh, to tell you on that. Uh, Apologize for that. Got it. Um, all right, let me see if we have any other questions in the chat. Seeing if, if you know anything that you might have some. Um, the last pick, I believe, you met TP or TSCN. What was the ticker again? T TP TPCS. Uh, they, they make uh, submarines for the U.S. military. I mean, submarine parts. Um, lots of submarine parts. Uh, I don't know the details exactly which parts, but they make lots of parts. They have military contracts, and and this they did a, a merger recently, which is going to dramatically increase their their revenue. Um, and I think they're having a conference call next week. They just announced this morning they're going to have a conference call next week to talk about the merger. But just look at that chart. Uh, I just I just think it's ready to explode. 
Yep. And, and just a quick note. I mean, obviously any of these super small companies, micro caps are, are going to be a little bit riskier than some of your big names. Um, yeah. So just do with that what you will. Um, but yeah, Ben, thank you for coming on today. It's good to check in on all the stocks that we've talked about, SMSI, AHR. And, and yeah, you know, I know we get a lot of questions from the chat about these stocks. So we'll, we'll have to have you back on soon to get more updates as they come. Sounds good. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the AEHR earnings on Friday or next week. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's coming out. That's on the 23rd. Thursday so after the this, close. Yeah, That's this Thursday. Okay, got it. And I'm going to go yeah. ahead and drop the link again to Story Trading in the chat. If you haven't checked it out already, please do. That's where Ben and his team shares um, you know, their DD and VIP picks. As he mentioned, a lot of those picks are outperforming the market. Um, but yeah, you know, I just want to make that clear that some of these smaller names do, you know, become a little bit riskier investments than yeah, some more established names. All right. Thank you. Um, all right, Ben. Well, like I said, thank you again for coming on. We'll get you back on after the AHR earnings. I know this is one that Zinger Nation is watching. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.